So what's going on podcast, Paul here back with another episode and what I'm about to show you is a recent interview that I gave at the BBC News London. The topic was young people and mental health. Now before I dive into that episode, I firstly want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to this podcast, everyone who's left a rating and a review. If you haven't done so already, I would truly appreciate it. The more rating and reviews we can get, the more exposure, the more awareness we can create, obviously, around this podcast and around mental health. But what I wanted to obviously show you in this episode and touch upon before we dive into it is how we've got a crisis on our hands. Right now, we have a crisis on our hands. It's plain for everyone to see, but still not enough is being done. Suicide is the biggest killer of young people. So many people, young people, are suffering in silence. And as a dad myself, knowing that my children, that's the biggest threat to their life right now. The fact that the biggest threat to my children's life right now is themselves is themselves scares the hell out of me it drives me forward to keep sharing awareness and keep trying to make that change that's so desperately needed because we shouldn't be losing our young people to suicide we shouldn't be losing anyone to suicide let alone the next generation and i'm truly passionate about you know talking about how we can educate the the next generation and yeah i'm going to just jump straight into the interview. Let me introduce Paul McGregor who joins me now, an author and mental health advocate who lost his father to suicide nine years ago. Um, Welcome. You campaign now to get young people to open up and talk about mental health but as we heard there uh, from Tracy and Simon that's a real challenge when a young person doesn't give any indication that they need support. Yeah I think it's for me a lot of it's now about early intervention and just trying to create more of a society that's more open in general because I think that's the issue that we leave it too late sometimes and especially young people they don't get the help unless they hit that rock bottom unless they hit that critical stage. From your experience then what is the biggest thing that prevents people from coming forward and saying look something is wrong? I think it's one fear of judgment I think everyone who suffers with some form of mental health fears that other people might judge them but I think as well it's just feeling so isolated, feeling so alone and when you're in that situation yourself you do struggle to reach out and I think it's so important that people are vocal about their own mental health and vocal about how they feel so other people then can open up as well. And it sounds easier to say but it's harder to do so Mm. how do you get them to open up? I, I just think it's one education, there's such a lack of education around mental health and you know it it's been announced that it's going to be in the curriculum in 2020 and Sure Mind Foundation they did a big petition around it and I think that's amazing but it still should be taught to young people dealing with stress, dealing with exams, dealing with the pressures, dealing with social media as well. Mm. I think if we can actually teach them they might open up and they might be able to deal with it as well. Uh, and do you agree with what we heard in that report there from psychotherapists that um, it's harder in London you know, there are more pressures on young people in London. Yeah, I mean, the bigger cities, of course, but I think anywhere now as well, especially with social media. You know, I didn't grow up with it, but I'm now on it, and you're always comparing yourself to others, and I think young people have to deal with that now, and we're forever connected with social media, but we're also very isolated, and social media doesn't help with that. So I think it's the big cities do struggle, but I think, of course, it's a massive global issue as well. And from talking to young people and going into schools, uh, what's your advice to parents then? Just be as open as you possibly can. I think it's one of those 
things that we have to lead the way. And there's a good quote that someone says, be the generation that talks so much about mental health, the next generation doesn't have to suffer from the stigma. And I think that's all we can do. We can be as open as possible and teach the next generation that they can be open as well. Do you feel that we're making headway in a meaningful way? We are talking about it more, and as you say, mm. there is some progress. Yeah, I think there's so much more awareness now, so much more, but the prevention is still lacking. And I think there still needs to be so much more support, so many more resources around it, because awareness is great, mm. but we do need that prevention as well. Okay, Paul McGregor, many thanks for coming in no and uh, sharing your insights. We appreciate it. Thank no worries you. at all. So massive thank you for the BBC for giving me again a platform to really talk about what I'm passionate about and you know hopefully you could resonate with some of the things I said there. I think it's just so important that we really start dealing with early intervention. We start educating people from a young age. This whole mental health needs to be compulsory in schools is something that I stand by. The work that obviously the Sure Mind Foundation do is is something that I'm really, really passionate about. Obviously Papyrus as well are an amazing charity that I've done some work with in the past and we just need to do more for, for the next generation because as people say, you know, we need to be the generation that talks so much about mental health that the next generation doesn't have to suffer from the stigma. And I just think that's so, so true. And if you relate it to a physical illness, and let's say that you go to the doctors and they spot early signs of cancer, they would do something about it right there and then. Early intervention. Let's get rid of this cancer while it's there, while it's early. But if I go to the doctors and say, you know what, I'm feeling a little bit depressed. I don't feel suicidal yet, but I, you know, I don't feel right. I feel sad. I, I don't feel like I, I've got that drive. I don't feel like I've got a lot of motivation. I struggle with fatigue. Showing early symptoms, not critical symptoms, early symptoms, the doctor would probably turn around to me and say, you know what, I think you just need a bit of a, a breather, just step away from, from work for a couple of days and, you know, you'll be fine. A couple of months, couple of years later, once I hit critical point, once I that depression gets worse, once I haven't dealt with it, once I haven't had that early intervention, and now I'm at critical point, now I get the help that I need. And that's the thing with mental health right now, is people are getting support and resources available once they're at a critical level. Once they're at a critical level, we need to start educating early. We need to start intervening earlier because then the less suicides there will be. Please, if you've agreed with me on this episode, leave a rating and a review. Screenshot this episode, share it with me on Instagram at pmcgregor.com, facebook.com forward slash pmcgregor.com or email me at paul at pmcgregor.com. You know how to do it. Screenshot it, send it to me. I'll reshare it. If you've listened to this episode, let me know what you think. Leave a rating and a review if you get a moment and let's keep going.